Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, 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 hello. All right, all right, all right. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. I'm setting things up uh, in just a few moments. Um, I'm going to bring on another uh, another in incredible wine ambassador to the industry, newly wine ambassador to the industry, um, getting her feet wet tonight, uh, Miss Mara Sweeney. Um, and we're going to be talking wine and her journey into wine and all the things that she's been doing to prepare for her wine set certification, as well as what she does during the daytime, and that is being a speech pathologist for the young, the young kiddos out there. Uh, so what an amazing story, what an amazing journey um, she has, um, and I'm so excited to bring her on. Uh, if you just joined me from the previous interview with Francis Gonzalez from Vegan Wines, please go ahead and follow her, support her, uh, join her wine club. She's got some amazing products, and I'm going to be continuing to drink Yabre, her 2017 Malbec uh, from the Cachawa Valley uh, in Chile, not Mendoza, Argentina, uh, which we think usually most Malbecs come from, uh, but uh, an absolutely delicious, rhythmic style Malbec that I just dig. I just totally dig. Thank you all for joining me. And what I paired with the uh, Chiabre is just some trail mix. This is a uh, Trader Joe's Go Raw Trail Mix, 100%. If you haven't done it, if you're just snacking around the house, this is a killer pairing um, with uh, these style of wines, especially things that are more earthy, earth-driven. When you have natural with natural, and this is a 100% natural wine, um, no animal byproducts in there in involved whatsoever it just makes for a delicious marriage together so hopefully uh you will go ahead and follow francis on her page and uh without further ado i'm going to go ahead and bring my guest on there she is wow what an incredible wine and i'm sitting out in my veranda welcome to breaking bread everybody mm. absolutely delicious hey how's it going it's going well thanks for having me on this is my first yeah Instagram thank you <laughs> really yeah. all right while well, we're getting we're getting your feet wet i told all the guests right now to have about five thousand questions ready for you oh, and the hardest questions we're going to go from the w set one all the way to ten I know 10 right. doesn't exist, but <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing well. We had like yeah. 70 degree weather in Denver today, so really enjoying awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Just, just, just like here right now, we have, we're probably in the, what, like high 50s, maybe nice. low 60s, if anything. We finally got a break in the rain and we have a little bit of sunshine, so sitting out in my veranda drinking some great wine um if you sure. had a chance to catch the last last episode we had the little chiabre from mal the uh, chiabre malbec from chile what are you drinking i am drinking so i'm drinking a kim crawford seven um sauvignon blanc today <laughs> oh the kim crawford i dig it yes. i dig it yeah i've been really loving you, the you like sauvignon blancs lately <laughs> You, you like uh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs? I do, and I was thinking that's probably, that region's probably been on my top lately. I think I've been buying them without even realizing I'm buying them. <laughs> right. And they're just so refreshing. So I've been enjoying oh, them. Oh, yeah. I, I love, I dig New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. I, I dig New Zealand. I also love Chile's. Chile's Sauvignon Blancs are, I love the, the rootiness 
of it. They kind of have a combination of this new world kind of aspect, kind of this old world grittiness about it, earthiness. Um, but yeah, I, I dig Sauvignon Blancs. You know, it's so, so nice, especially when you have 70 degree weather like that. That's really nice. Are you pairing it with <laughs> anything tonight? Are you Can pairing it with again? anything tonight? Are you par are you pairing um, it no, with anything right now, tonight? Just, just the wine. Just by right itself. Now, but I was really enjoying Absolutely. that you were using Trader Joe's um, snack mix. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the, the viewers out there. I always wanna wanna let the, the guest start it off, kick it off, kick off the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, well I'm Maura. I am, by day, I'm a speech pathologist in an elementary school, um, which I've been doing for two years now, and I love it, but I also decided to get into wine, so I'm working on my wine set one. Um, actually, I was supposed to take my exam last weekend, and there were some malfunctions because it was online, um, so can't oh, say no. that, but I'm close. Um, yeah, I'm originally from Illinois, and now I'm living out in Denver, Colorado. So, so now you're starting your your wine journey. You, you started. I I love hearing the beginnings, the the this beginning of the wine journey. We all have our beginnings. What made you? What was the the pivotal moment where you just said, "I want to do this wine set thing," or "I want to do this wine thing"? You know, it's funny because. It really came out of nowhere. All, like, kind of all my whole <laughs> life, I, I know that I've had like a really strong, specific nose. And I've always like, my friends, I think, get annoyed because I'll walk into a room and I have to tell you what it smells like. Um, and <laughs> so, but I always joked about like, oh, someday I could go into wine. And I never took it seriously. And then this year happened where we kind of all were like forced to find new interests and um, develop skills that we weren't expecting uh, to keep right. ourselves free and stay happy and kind of just this fall it just clicked like oh wine actually would be really interesting and I always joked about it and it's going to be way harder than I ever imagined but I figured why not learn and if I like really find a passion for it then I can keep going and do like get into the industry or I can just enjoy it as a hobby so right I'm so, so what have you found? <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you found that like? What was the most interesting, uh, interesting thing that you found about studying wine compared to just drinking it casually? Was there anything just like totally off the wall? Yeah. So, I mean, there were so many things that surprised me. Even like, to be totally honest, I came into this with like zero knowledge. So even learning like how a rosé is made kind of blew my mind <laughs> versus yeah. like the white wine or red wine. Um, but I would say like the most mind-blowing thing is just how difficult identifying the tastes and aromas is and also how satisfying right. it is when you actually get one that may be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a tough day. So when, yeah, I, when I, I was going, when I, yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I've been enjoying the challenge, and I feel like there's always more surprises around the corner, so I'm excited to see what else pops up next. <laughs> what were you going to yeah, say? Yeah, that was the one, uh, I was going to say, um, you know, that was the one thing that was very difficult for me when I started my wine journey. I actually uh, broke my nose when I was a kid, and I had basically a de deviated symptom for, like, years, and mm -hmm. it wasn't until it started really uh causing issues with my health and everything so i actually got it fixed but during most of my formal instruction i really couldn't identify clearly so after when i started when i had the the surgery i started to realize oh well this is what it smells like <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. it. It was so, it, like you said, when you when you finally get that that ah, that's what it is. Oh my gosh, I never identified because I was basically <laughs> smelling from one side. I was using one nostril, and that was tough, you know. And yeah. if I was getting anything out of of wine, that was just tough. Um, yeah. So so now that you started on your journey with the with your wine set, like 
Is there, uh, is there a particular region or areas that you're starting to really dig that you really love as far as the history, um, the styles, the interpretations, or is there a particular, several different ones that you're really digging? So I haven't had so much time yet to get into like the actual history of the regions because I've been really learning like the basics. Um, but I'd say that I have loved learning about anything about New Zealand in general. I love learning about. Um, and so I'd uh -huh. say um, Marlboro is one of my top. And then also I've been just more aware, I guess, of all of the Bordeaux that I've been drinking because that's one of the only places I myself have gotten to visit. And so it's cool oh, really? to connect that to like my own experience and being there and learning about the wine. Um, and then back then when I visited, I obviously had no idea I was going to do this. <laughs> um, so right. I kind of wish I let it sink in a little bit more. But um, so those right. are probably the two that I'm most aware of and like most driven mm -hmm. towards lately um but i'd also say like malbec's in argentina pique my interest as well mm -hmm. so very cool lots very to cool. Learn. do you uh do you do you like the uh do you like the right bank of bordeaux or do you like the left bank do you like more cab front or more merlot i think i've been leaning more merlot but i feel like so because of my um, wine set and all of that, I've been tasting so many different wines. And right. so I can't say that I've tasted like so many repetitions of the same wine, like same types of wine lately to tell you that like, right. I feel like that for sure. But I think I lean more uh -huh. low in general. <laughs> more low. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely like the, the Saint-Emilion side compared to the Madoc side. Um, <laughs> to me, they just, it just has, um, I grew up, I grew up with classic movies, so I always just think of Audrey Hepburn, you know, and I think of Santa Emilion. I think that like that lightness that you still get that kind of that heaviness approach. It's kind of like that Roman holiday style of, of wine where it's kind of gritty, kind of funky, then, mm -hmm. then it has this delicacy to it. That's what I love about the Santa Emilion side, but I do dig the Mendoza side. I, I love Bordeaux. Um, I actually got my like pivotal moment from drinking Rhone, Rhone wine, and then I just started to discover French wines in general. But I love I love blends. Is there any yeah. particular blends that you like? Other other blends that you like? Um, to be honest, I can't even tell you that yet. <laughs> I'm figuring that out. I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna be very straightforward about how much I don't know so far. <laughs> No, that's good. That's good. But so as, as far as your goal, what, what, as, as far as what you want to do, I know you just started this journey through like everybody, we all kind of had this pivotal moment through COVID to start saying, well, I need to do something and I might as well find something else that I can dabble in. And so what was your goal when you start saying, okay, I'm going to start studying for this, the W set and where do you want to go from there? Do you want to take it to being an, an instruction, something in, in the business aspect? Where do you kind of see yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. I think at the beginning, I really just wanted to make myself kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit and try something I'd never done. Um, especially, I mean, this was a kind of uncomfortable year, but so not to say that I was in a comfortable spot, but just to do yeah. something brand new because I feel like in right. my job, I'm getting more comfortable and wanted to challenge myself. Um, right. So I think once, once hopefully I pass the uh, wine set one, I do want to mm. go on level two and, and hopefully complete that this summer. Um, mm -hmm. And then I don't really know where that will take me. I feel like it would be really, really interesting to get into the like production side of things and learn more about right. like smaller wineries and how they produce their wine and kind of get my hands on the actual production. Um, mm -hmm. But also I can't tell how far I want to go with it and balance that with the job I have now. So I think I'll just kind of have to see as I go, like what direction I get pulled in. Um, right. But I also just, I mean, being a speech pathologist has been an interesting kind of other side of the coin to this because 
my whole life right. is based on communication and based on people and networking and um, just like building those connections. And previous right. to working in um, the elementary school, when I was getting my certification, I worked um, with adults who had had strokes or brain injuries. And for them, it's like they can't communicate at the dinner table or they can't eat and swallow, which is something that we do as well. And wine just right. brings an interesting side to that where it's like, oh, this kind of pulls together at the dinner table, everything that my job does and being able right. to communicate right. and make those connections. So I don't know. Yeah. I, it could be really cool to somehow pull the two together someday, but I'm sure there'd be a lot of people right. for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very cool. I, 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 I like that type of type of thinking. Um, was there now? I, I know that you're you're in Colorado, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I know that Colorado's even doing some winemaking. Have you seen anything from your particular area? Yeah. Have you actually, tried anything from your area? Yes. Yeah, so the one um, that I have been trying recently because I am just nearby to it is from Carboy Winery and they have um, like really good and really affordable like flights of wine so you can go try out a lot of their wines um, and I right. actually just booked a trip for this summer to go to Palisade which is where um, kind of Colorado's wine country is focused and where all oh, the cool. peaches come from that's that are used in a lot of things all over the country um, awesome. and I'm very excited for that because you also can just bike around and go to all the wineries you want in like a day. So I'm excited to learn more about our local wine country and um, right. connect it to where I live. And and do you know what kind of climate that those wine that like that wine country is? Is it up high? Is it mountainous? Is it hilly? Yeah, so it, we're you know? like we're considered a high desert climate, I believe. So it's. Mm -hmm. um really hot in the summer not the this winter is kind of flip floppy it goes from like today it's uh -huh. 70 tomorrow it's supposed to snow here <laughs> um wow so it flips pretty quickly but like night and day are right. pretty. it's pretty diurnal in terms of like at night it's freezing at during the day it's really warm so cool it's interesting <laughs> and and have you tasted anything good, like any particular varietals that you've tried just going to your favorite winery there? Have you tried anything that was just like, oh, wow, this is a great cab or a great, you know, Malbec? What, you know, have you tasted anything that was really good from there? Yeah. Um, so I would say I really liked, I'm trying to remember which specific, I liked their Chardonnay a lot, actually. And I'm not a huge Chardonnay person, um, but I mm -hmm. really enjoyed theirs. And um, also their rosé, they kind of surprised me because the wines I don't usually tend towards are the ones that I really liked from them. Um, they were pretty, like, not to say dry, but, like, medium sweet and refreshing. And, um, yeah, they were great. So I'm excited to maybe dig. I know there's some other, um, like types of those wines that they have that aren't necessarily right. by the glass so i'm excited to get to try those and uh, maybe have a group to split a bottle with <laughs> right um, that's awesome so that that's nice. awesome and i have there's a question there's a question down there it says have you had infinite infinite monkey infinite monkey oh yes hi tess that is my roommate <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> putting you on the spot watching from somewhere else <laughs> nice um so infinite monkey is another denver winery and we actually i got to do a remote tasting with them which was really interesting and they make they have a few um interesting wines but the one that kind of stuck out the most to me was they make a bellini um and all of their wines are canned and they use the palisade peaches from um Colorado and they use that peach juice to make the drink um and it was delicious wow. it kind of tasted like almost like refreshing peach rings like that candy that yeah 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 <laughs> that's cool it's really good and we got to have a remote wine tasting with them and a um, cheese shop in Denver called so damn gouda and it was really good and I really love like they are all about using cans and being eco-friendly um and but also making the best taste of wine possible and their name mm -hmm. is based on the idea of like infinite monkey theory that 
if you just let a monkey type forever, it could type Shakespeare based on the theory, um, like a, the infinite monkey theorem. So applies, just, apply, I like that. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's <laughs> that, <I> like. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That is great. Now, do you have a favorite? Uh, you know, since you started this, have you found a favorite pairing with your one? Is there anything that just like was like, man, I love this pairing? Um, so I think that so we actually, um, we've done a lot lately. It seems like I keep calling back to things that we were able to do, and we got a um, like kind of charcuterie board from a local Denver company and paired, I think it was like brie cheese with honey and a raspberry um, with a oh, Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. And oh my gosh, it was so delicious. <laughs> oh that yeah, that's great. Is like, I could eat that all day. Have you ever had a, a brie guesadilla? A what? A brie guesadilla. No. Oh my gosh! Made from brie. About using brie. You can do a, a brie guesadilla. You can do it with your favorite preserves. You could actually um, cut the rind off. Use spread the you know especially like let it get down to room temperature like super soft, super gushy like a triple cream like you know a triple cream brie. Spread that on a tortilla. Then start heating that up. And then on the other side, use your favorite preserves whether it's raspberry, peach, apricot throw that on. I've used different preserves like that. And then even chutneys and put that together, slice it up oh. in little triangles. And that would go great with what you're talking about, like Sauvignon Blanc, shards. Really, I love brie. I love, brie gets me into trouble. Brie, can, I can <laughs> Yeah. You know, I was, I, I, I practiced a, a, a vegan lifestyle for such a long, you know, a while. I started a to change my doctor put me on more of a, a mediterranean diet because i was competing as a cyclist and and uh so i started feeling like okay well now i could have these type of cheeses and i was really getting involved to wine and cheese pairings and so brie always gets me in trouble man that just that is the worst cheese for it. <laughs> it's a dangerous cheese. As somebody yeah, who yeah. was vegan, what are your thoughts on the vegan cheeses? And do you have a favorite? <laughs> you know, um, I I dig I I pretty much dig all the vegan cheeses that I've that I've tried so far. I've tried like the almond cheese. I've tried Follow Your Heart, Diaya. Um, all of them. I found that Diaya melts really good as far as how it really traditionally melts and it has a lot of simple flavors. And it was funny when I was going through my wine studies, one person that was into cheese with me, she said something, she said, cheese has a nutty, a nutty flavor to it. All cheeses has a, have a nutty flavor to it. So it's not really hard to replicate, replicate a cheese natural using something that's other than milk. So if mm -hmm. you could use like almonds and so forth, and I didn't, that just really, I, I didn't really understand it. So I started tasting a lot of the vegan cheeses and I was like, oh man, this is really truth. Cause you kind of taste a little bit of night, nuttiness to it. But I, I, you know, I, I, I still dabble. Um, I've done a wine and cheese pairing with smart dogs and DIY cheese and what? people dig that. Yeah. Uh, you know, people, I, I, I've done that for so many years and it was like, it's so funny because, you know, people don't realize food is part of your, your wine combination. That's, that is kind of historical, you know, it's always been part of a feast. So when you put the two together, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be an odd thing that you have a hot dog with your, with your wine, you know? And as I was talking at, at the beginning, I'm having trail mix with this vegan wine, this delicious vegan wine. And it, absolutely the the flavors of this wine is just bringing out almost the the, the real texture and the in-depth flavor of the almonds even the raisins and the cashews mm -hmm. so it makes them more vibrant it makes it everything pop so i love that i love that having something that's odd when people see that they look at me and they're like yeah that <laughs> that really that really must taste good and you're like yeah, yeah you probably have fruit loops on your donuts huh 
but no, I mean, that's the, that's the thing about wine. It's, it's, it's so versatile. You can pair it with a lot of things. So, um, and you can have fun with it. And you'll definitely discover that throughout your studies and throughout your journey, you're going to continuously start to experiment um, with things, with wine, and you're going to go, oh, this actually works really great. You know, yeah. um, I, so yeah, I, I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, I, I've, I've paired my, my, my wines with, I, I paired a Bordeaux, a Madoc Bordeaux with a Beyond Burger from Carl's Jr. Ooh, so, Beyond Burgers are great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Beyond Burgers are great. So, I mean, you know, Impossible Burgers, um, you can even do like, I don't know if you have, do you have In-N-Out in Colorado? We just got a few in and outs. I would say that the lines are still like a few hours long, but we do have them. Right. Yeah. See, you could do like if if you're a vegetarian, you could do a grilled cheese animal style with their spread mm -hmm. and their cheese with grilled onions. Pop that with a bottle of wine. You're good. That's yeah. <laughs> you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna get off right now, Corey. I'm gonna go and no, eat I'll something because right you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome so is there um let me see i was gonna ask, so how do you see like as far as you know we're 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 celebrating women's history month and you know this is an important thing and i found it just on from my point of view being in the industry for as long as i have sitting at the retail end of it and seeing a, almost a disconnect, a separation of minority-driven producers, small family wineries, women-driven businesses. Where would you like, as far as, where would you like to see that end? Since you're starting to get, begin your journey, what would you like to see happen as you're continuing your journey? So I guess, I mean, I'd love to see more women and more minorities in general be represented in the industry and I mean, in all industries, really. Um, and just right. have like more prominent voices, I guess, highlighted um, that are people who are underrepresented, um, which is great because you're doing that now. And it's awesome that you're like finding all of these voices to be um, shared and heard this month and always. Um, so thank you for that. Right. Um, but yeah, and I really feel like I just want to see that, like, the respect is also there and for all of those people and understanding. And I feel like being a very, like, historically male-driven um, industry, there's just a lot of learning, like, as there is with every person you meet. There's just a lot of learning right. to do and a lot of ways that things can open up and shift and... Um, just become more welcoming, I guess, and more inclusive. And I feel like in that way, like so many in my life, when I've experienced things like that, like things just explode and become just such a cool thing when everybody is welcome, when everyone is really embraced. Um, so really right. that's what I'm hoping is just that, like, I feel like more things have kind of come out in the last couple of years about um, how the like wine industry may not be as welcoming as it seems, or it's just a little right. intense in terms of certain ways. Um, and I think it's so important that those things do come out so they can change. And so it's, I just hope that things can continue to grow in a positive way. And um, right, yeah, and that voices can be highlighted that are really gonna move the industry forward and really right. Just how people view wine and get creative and all sorts of things. So, right. Yeah. You know, and, and just like the, uh, the last interview I had talking about vegan wines, you know, the concept of, you know, she is a woman producer, woman distributor in a natural wine element and to have a battle against that because she's, not only selling vegan wines, but she's female, you know, in a male dominated industry. Um, and that, that is something to me that I feel like, you know, I, I feel as part of my voice, I feel that needs to change big time. Um, and I just, it's, it, it's, 
I don't mind seeing, you know, it's like everything else. You know, I don't mind seeing the, the name brands out there because they're always going to be out there. But I want to see more diversity on the shelf. You know, it's, I, I've, I've had so much restriction and so much battle on my end. And it's like, why? There's so many, so much production out there. Why not bring it all in? You know, whatever we can to highlight it and do highlight more than just, you know, the, the Napa's or the Sonoma's or the, the France and Italy and Spain's, but have a category for small family or women production, you know, minority driven, you know, uh, wineries. Um, but that's, that's the thing that I, I'm trying to deal with. And I, 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 I'm glad that I get to share this time with you because, you're setting your journey. You're, you're, you know, you're on the uh, entryway of your journey and you're getting your feet wet. And, you know, for me, it's, I want you to have success. And I think a lot of people that are in the industry that have paved the way for you to have your instruction are wanting you to have that success to actually go beyond what they do. You know, and I think that's important is if we don't do that, then you're going to have the same battles that everybody had, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and it, it shouldn't exist. You know, it should, we should have a lot of change with that. Um, yeah. So as, as far as like, uh, as far as wines, is there, do you, do you find yourself going according to how you feel? Do you drink a white when it's like sunny outside or do you drink a wine or a white when it's, you know, six below outside, whatever, you know, when it's snowing outside, do you, do you, is there a certain wine that you go to, which is your go-to wine? Um, so I would say that on a usual day, I'd say Malbecs are probably my go-to wine for like, Oh yeah. Typical day. Um, and then <laughs> I love Malbecs. They're my favorite. Um, not sure where I got nice. them from. I don't think my family likes them too much. My parents, but um that's okay i'll drink them all but um, <laughs> i think that generally when it's really nice out i do go for the sauvignon blanc um or like a really Zero. dry riesling i've really enjoyed rieslings as well um but i'm not a very uh -huh. sweet wine person um so i just right. I tend towards the really really dry riesling <laughs> all um, right very yeah. nice yeah so do you but, ever so you like your malbecs you like your rieslings you like your blancs is there any room for the Pinots or Merlots, anything like that? Definitely room. I think I, I tend to buy them less often. And I'm going to be completely honest. I'm totally a read a book by the cover kind of person. Like if a label catches okay. my eye, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> um, right. So I think the ones I go to in the store are the ones that I've named. But also if I see something that catches my eye and it's anything else, I'm like, I'm gonna buy that too. <laughs> so, right, that sounds um, good. That's good. Yeah, that's generally how I end up with the Pinot Noirs. <laughs> you go by you go by labels. Is that how you do it? Go by yeah. labels. I actually had one. I'm trying to remember. It was a a red blend from Chronic Cellars, and it was called Purple mm -hmm. Haze. And that one I bought mm -hmm. solely based on the label, and I loved it. Um, yeah. That was, yeah, that's a great one, and just ran into it because it looked cool. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The labels are getting really, really funkadelic. They're getting really uh, innovative. People are, you know, oh, I like this bottle because it has this, you know, this cool label. And that's why yeah. I bought it. So no, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the creativity. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I like to, when, when, I, when I usually choose a wine, I usually like to, because I never had a chance to travel, uh, especially now being a dad and we're in COVID times, yeah. um, it's, it's been a lot hard, harder to, to get around. But uh, even, even before pre-kiddo days, I always uh, – and the way I got into to, to recycling, I would watch – Oh, Corey, I lost I was, you for a minute I would watch, could you, Can you hear me? You see me? I do now. I heard I lost you when right. you were saying before before the kids and before COVID. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 
No, no. I, I like I was saying. I was just gonna say I just traveled like because I haven't been able to travel, so I just traveled through. You know, hey, I'll go to France today, and then maybe I'll go to California, I'll go to Napa, and stuff like that because I haven't really had the opportunity. And it's awesome to see like everybody when when I see people on on you know Instagram and stuff, they'll be like, oh, I I traveled to Napa today, or I went to Monterey today, you know, and I'm like. I need to get out. <laughs> I know. I really feel that way too. <laughs> so what is it like? I, what is it, what is it like studying for the W set? What is it like? Because I hear it. It's pretty difficult. So to be honest, I've heard that um, the one set one and one set two are just such a huge jump. Um, so I think that level two is definitely going to be way, way more intense because I've talked to, connected with a few people on Instagram who are like, it's taken over my dining room and I just like don't have any time. Flashcards and stuff. the first level, I feel like it's been more of like, I don't know, I've been doing it online so it's kind of at my own pace, which is nice. I've done it over a month. Um, and so really it's whenever I have my own time. Thank you, Nina. I see my sister says she's been studying so hard. She's giving me a lot of credit. Um, bravo. But... Bravo. I like it. I like it. I like the support. <laughs> yes, I appreciate it. Um, but it's been cool to study. I feel like learning the basics, they really found ways to make it hands-on, like for tastings, even though I'm not in person with them. Um, I feel like it's been really like most of the things that I've learned, I've been able to connect to those hands-on experiences in order to really like let them sink in. Um, but where right. I do struggle more is like, um, like memorizing the regions, like which things are in which region and all of those, especially without having been to a lot of the places, it's hard to like, just kind of visualize it all. And I think I need to start as I move into level two doing like, I've seen everybody tracing maps and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In. I see that in my future. So, so yeah. far it's just color coded flashcards. <laughs> have you, have you ever seen Psalm, the first Psalm? Yes. I actually watched all three and the first one I was like, Oh my yeah. gosh, these guys, it's their yeah. life. It's so intense. Yeah. But, like that guy, Ian Gable, he would, he would trace maps. And that's what I actually started doing. And then my kids started scribbling all over it. So <laughs> that way I wasn't able to keep that up. Yeah. But, but yeah, that might help as far as like, you know, uh, outlining, you know, maps, you know, tracing maps that might help a little bit. Um, that was always difficult for me. Like I said, I never traveled to a lot of these regions. I would say 99% of them I haven't traveled. So it was just something that I would learn. And, and I, I wasn't, I'm not a, a bookworm. So I'd have to look at videos or again, like I was saying, I would watch the Tour de France. And so I would watch them when they would go into certain areas. I'm like, ah, uh, that's, that's where they're at. Oh, that's where they're going. You know, they'd tip in the so cool. touch spade for a little bit. So that's what I, I, I that's how I really got to get an, idea of what those regions kind of were um, but I still you know it's still hard for me to uh, imagine because I haven't traveled so that's that's the tough part so I always yeah. try to scribble Do you um, have any other recommendations is, for studying as I go forward? <laughs> for studying? You know I, I think really it's it's don't don't limit yourself allow yourself to explore it all like as far as even um what they say i always use the uh the training method of or example by uh your farmer's market go to your produce section smell things constantly smell things you know when i walk outside with my kid and it right before it rains but it's like oh that smells like wet like a wet rock or you know you get the so constantly, you, you just have to constantly be involved mm -hmm. every minute, even if you don't think about it, try to engage in that and try to dig in as much like travel. Um, like I said, tra travel was, was something I haven't done. And I just learned from 
traveling, taking, okay, I'm going to travel to Argentina today and just pick a bottle up and try it out and pair it up. And that's how you really get more knowledge when you get hands-on and you taste it and you mm -hmm. pair it. Earth with earth, you know, fruit with fruit, you know, a lot of you know, casual, casual. Just I, I always try to just mix it up that way. And I think that's what makes it easy for me. And it worked for me because I was, like I said, I'm not much of a bookworm. So it was easier for me to do the hands-on thing. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that, that helps. Yeah, that's great advice. I love what you said about the farmer's <laughs> market. And it makes me think yeah. of, like, you were talking about Psalm, the first movie. And I remember there's a right. woman in that movie who's just like, you know, you may have never licked a rock, but I have to try to figure out. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. Exactly. So, exactly. We do it as kids, but we don't do it as an adult. But, yeah. <laughs> and this year, and, maybe, maybe don't lick so many things this year. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But even, like, even like this when i see what's in my glass i always tell myself if i was traveling through a, a produce section what fruit would do i see in my glass mm. so if i'm looking at reds am i looking at strawberries raspberries currants plums dark plums you know mm. I, am i looking at that in my glass and that already starts to tell me put things in your head because a lot of it is see and then you smell so once I start doing that, I start to really pick things up easier. Because mm -hmm. remember, I told you I, I, I had that deviated symptom, so I would have to do a lot more right. visual and kind of identify things like that. But I found that helped a lot of people that I would kind of talk to and help with, with their, like, buying. You know, hey, well, you know, if you like this style, imagine traveling through your produce and this is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, and it makes it it makes it fun, you know. Yeah. You start to realize, oh, this is what it looks like. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is what this this wine looks like. So, um, it just like I said, it, it just makes it made it easier for me and uh, made it more fun. So hopefully that helps. Um, Definitely. Every little thing, I guess, helps. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> so, what would be your 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 dream job in the industry if you had it uh, uh if you if you could do it if you could see it what would your your dream job be in the industry you know i kind of have two completely different tracks that i think would be really cool i think it would be like i said before it would be so interesting to be like hands-on in production and um like work and like really live the life of like being at a vineyard and um like seeing the behind the scenes <laughs> i also would think it would be really interesting to be like a buyer for some sort like a restaurant or hotel or something that i like really loved and was passionate about um that cool. would be such an interesting job so two very different environments kind of that right. i see myself loving but right yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. And what is the worst pairing you ever had? There's a question on the bottom. What is the worst pairing you ever had? Oh, that's my sister. Thank you. <laughs> 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 um, I don't even know if I... Hmm. I don't even know if I have a question or uh, answer to that. Do you have an answer to that? <laughs> um... It always be it's always like a vegetable like asparagus or something when you have asparagus with a certain wine but I can't really remember um uh, what wine that was what I had um I'll tell you one of my favorite pairings is zin and guacamole and tortilla chips Ooh. well anything paired with guacamole and tortilla yeah, it is just, it's just, it, it's awesome. I love Zin, and for some z reason, Zin, and I think it was because I was, uh, I, I was at, the, at a restaurant, a Spanish restaurant, and they had, they brought, was it a Spanish restaurant or a Mexican restaurant? I can't remember, but they, they brought me some wok, and they had uh, Ravenswood Zin. Have you ever had Ravenswood mm -hmm. Zin? Yes, okay. I have. They had Ravenswood Zinn, and I end up, 
it's funny that I don't remember the restaurant, but I remember the bottle <laughs> that I had. Specific label, so. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I just had the Ravenswood, and from that point on, the Ra Ravenswood and the guacamole, I always said, then just just goes so well. It just goes so good. So I always recommend that that pairing. But I have, I think probably the worst pairing is probably with something with asparagus, probably. Oh. <laughs> That's interesting. Huh, well, I have to try this in and guacamole. I feel like I can't think of a specific bad pairing I had, but I feel like I've paired some pretty bad, I mean, like spicy food situations where it, it was like a high alcohol wine and it just did not go well. It doesn't <laughs> like, work. Burned. doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Work. So, so now that we're getting close to ending our time, you know, I got to say, Thank you so much for for taking the time, sharing your story, because like I told you when we first talked, everybody's going to benefit from your story, whether it's the beginning, middle, the end, whatever, wherever you're at the crossroads. I think people learn from words, especially right now, to connect with people. We're all trying to connect. We're all trying to learn and do something positive. And every word that you every word that you said uh, during our time together was very positive and it's, it's valuable and you gotta, you know, look at it that way. Um, and I think you're going to, you're going to do very well. You, you got the drive, you got the passion um, about wine and what it's about. And I, I see it succeeding very well in the industry. Now, I got one one big question for for you, and I, like I said, it was, since we're celebrating Women's Women's Month, uh, and you're basically concluding it for me, since uh, I won't have any more guests for the rest of the month because we're almost at the end of March, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I can't believe where does the time go? It flew. Um, but I like I, I, I've asked every every lady that I shared the screen with this question i think it's vital but to all the 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 the, the future ambassadors whether they're women or men out there what would you what advice would you give them if they're beginning their journey or the middle of their journey if they're in the crossroads um what would you what what advice could you give them especially because what you do as a speech pathologist that is that's a, a really very vital job. It's a tough job. And, you know, I, I got to applaud you because we talked about my situation with my son. And so I give you every, every bit of applause that I can. You, you're doing really good work with that. So with both that, what would you give the future females out there that are getting started in the middle or the crossroads? What advice could you give them? You know, I really feel like my main advice is to boil it down, just go for it. Like, I feel like no matter how intimidating it seems and like, especially for women coming into this who feel like it is so male driven, male dominated. Um, I was so surprised when like I decided to start this Instagram account and I kind of got into the wine world a little bit and was just immediately embraced by men and women who reached out to me to welcome me and it's I feel like it's really easy to convince yourself it's going to be a certain way and until you do it you have no idea what it's going to be like and so far right. I've been so pleasantly surprised at how welcoming everyone is and how many connections I've made in Denver and outside of Denver um, and so I would just say don't let yourself don't convince yourself out of anything before you do it um, and just throw yourself into it and don't worry about your comfort zone because you don't learn anything inside your comfort zone. So I think that's my main advice. Awesome. Awesome. Very well, very well. And you know, I, I wish you all the best. I wish you, wish you many, much success. Um, you deserve it. Um, like I said, you, 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 you're putting in your time, you're putting in the work and please come back. I'd love to have you back and hear where, where your journey's going. Um, it's important. Um, I, 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 
I appreciate your time. And uh, since you've given me your time, sharing your time with me, sitting down with me, breaking bread with me, um, I'll do whatever I can to help. So if you need to reach out or if you need people to connect with or anything like that, you need more information, just don't be ever be afraid to, to hit me up. Uh, I'll be more than happy to help out. That's just, this is what I'm here for. Uh, we need to support each other right now. And this is one of the things that I've, I've seen within the community right now, especially with the, the women community is, is the support when we need to, we need to do it. We need to, uh, break down the barriers um, so you ladies can succeed and keep on doing it. You know, don't stop. Uh, like I said, you're going to do very well. Thank All you. Right? Thank you so much for having me yeah. on and for having everybody on. I love that you're highlighting so many voices. So thanks so much for your time. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And don't forget, if you don't follow Mara, already, you could go up to the top where the arrow is. You could click on that arrow where it says Breaking Bread with Corey. You can follow her right now. If you want to support her, do what you can. We all need to support people like her. She is doing the job for us. She's out there break, making the way. She's the trailblazer for all of you that are up and coming. So you got you to gotta do it. You got to do it. You got to show her support. Um, thank you so much, Mara, for your time. And uh, we'll definitely connect. I want to keep, keep on talking with you about the, the things with my son and stuff. So thank you so much. Yes. Of course. Thanks, Corey. Hope you and have cheers. A night. Absolutely. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Good times. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for Bye -bye. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining Mara and I in this great conversation, Breaking Bread with Corey. If you don't follow her, please follow her. Please show her support um, in any way you can. It's women like her that we need to support. They're the trailblazers of this industry. And if I, I'll, I'll say this, and I'll continue to say this again. If you're in the industry right now, if you have a pin on that lapel, if you're cracking the books, if you're already certified, this is what we need to do. We need to roll up our sleeves and support all women. We need to support all women in the industry right now. This is their time. What else do we need to do? We need to do it now. We need to support the minority businesses as well and small family businesses too. Um, this is our job, and we're ambassadors, and we got to lead by example. And people like Mara is, are, are really – showing showing the world what what women are made of and we got to keep on supporting them so thank you for joining me if you can continue to follow me and we're going to have much more to come like i said i'm breaking bread we are not just highlighting women for the month of march but every day of every hour that we can um join us on thursday where i'll be breaking bread uh with another trailblazer from the uk and also, I'll have a lead brewer, female brewer from Vista, California, will uh, be joining me on Friday. So go ahead and check that schedule out. Follow me. Um, until then, please, everybody, stay safe, mask up, be healthy, and cheers. <laughs>